Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Jill. How are you? Oh, I am good now because I'm sitting and doing this podcast, but I have already had a morning and it's only 8.30. I got up super early because I wanted to get some work done and then I ended up breaking a website. How do you even break a website? (laughs) I ended up breaking a website for one of my clients and had a major panic attack fixed it, or I don't know, it somehow got fixed. I'm not exactly sure if I did it, but got it back on track. And uh, now I'm just easing into the day, easing into the day. Um, but yeah, it's been quite a morning. I have been feeling a little bit overscheduled lately. And just, um, you know, when you kind of feel like you just can't catch up, and maybe maybe you bit off a little more than you can chew. <laughs> that's how I've been feeling. Well, yeah, that's how my morning is. How's your morning? I can't say that I've ever broken a website because I don't even think I could figure out how to do that. You know me. There's like no possible way, but that sounds extremely stressful. And if you're over scheduling yourself and feeling overwhelmed, maybe you need to hire somebody. Have you thought about it? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a good question. When do you when do you hire somebody, and um, what are some of the considerations around that? And uh, yeah, I mean, I think as work expands, you think it's kind of take stock of everything and say, you know, is there is there so much work that I need another employee um, or just someone to help me? Maybe not even a full time employee, but someone to help me. But then you also have to think about, well, do I have the revenue to cover that? Like, do I have enough income to reliably cover the cost of that employee? Right. So I'm kind of feeling that way right now myself, because I typically have an intern, um, sometimes an intern and an assistant. But because my work in previous years has been very seasonal, it was more of an intern just because I wasn't consistently busy, although now I am. So I understand this place of where, like, who should I hire? Should I be hiring? And do I need full time? So how do you how do you find an intern? How do you look for an intern? So typically, I I would have people always reaching out to me to want to work with me because it's really great experience. A lot of the colleges around Boston, they do a senior project. And so a lot of times these kids or even high school, and they'll reach out to me and they want to, they want me to be their senior project, which is amazing. Because these kids know everything about things I don't know. Um, but that hasn't happened because of COVID. So I also use Indeed. Is that it? Indeed? Is mm-hmm. that the site? Yeah. So um, that's how I found interns before. But the only thing about an intern is, you know, they come and go. So then you're retraining again. Right. So how do you think about that trade-off of 
the value you're going to get out of having an extra person helping you out versus the amount of time and investment you have to make to to train them and bring them up to speed. Well, for my particular business, it's not that difficult because it's a lot of social media and these kids know it really well better than I do. But I don't know, for somebody like you with your business, I think that that might be a little bit more tedious and tiresome because you're so busy that then you would be retraining somebody and do you have the time? Yeah, it's tough. With interns, it's tough, particularly if they they have a specific project that they need to complete. And so they have specific requirements of things that need to be working on. And those things might not match exactly what I have in mind in terms of helping. So it's a little bit of a balance. You get the extra help, but you also need to spend time that you probably wouldn't have spent on things um, that were not really in your critical path. And then how do you know what to pay somebody? Like if you were to hire somebody as a startup, I mean, how do you, I don't know, how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have, that's a tough one. And I feel like I've almost lost track of what pay rates are right now, because I think because COVID has kind of just messed things up. Um, But I, you know, I typically will ask what their compensation um, expectations are, and match that up against, you know, my general number that I'm willing to pay and kind of then go from there. Um, I have a good sense for market rates and that you can get market rates online, Glassdoor. There are other sites that you can, you know, Monster, I think other sites you can, you can look to for, for rates there. It's a little tricky because those tend to be like major titles, like VP of marketing, you know, major titles. And you might be hiring an intern who's just like a Jack or Jill of all trades. And that's sort of a tough one. Um, so I like to think about it in terms of the value that I'm getting from the intern or the employee, you know, am I able to make that back in the revenue or the value they're creating for the business? And another question I have for you, because this is kind of how my business works, is what do you think about outsourcing just certain things? Like I um, obviously have a photographer, videographer, he takes my pictures, and then I have somebody who helps me put together my blog. So those are two outsources, right? So um, because I couldn't do those things without these people. So they technically work with me, although it's just kind of like an independent contractor type of thing. What do you think about doing that if you didn't want to hire somebody full time? Yeah, I think it's a it's a great idea if you can find people who do freelance in the area you're looking for, for you, you know, photographers, writers, you know, WordPress editor, like those are all, there's a lot of freelancers out there. There are some types of work where there aren't that many freelancers. So that becomes a little harder, but my general rule on outsourcing is if it's something that is absolutely critical to your business, then you need to do it yourself, not yourself, but you're in in house. Um, you know, it's different if you're a sole operator and you, you, you know, and you're not a photographer yourself. So obviously you have to hire people to do that. But if it's something like, um, uh, you know, like, like reaching business development, you know, for example, reaching out to brands for you or reaching out to, you know, bloggers or whatever the right, um, thing is, I think that is, that tends to be pretty critical. And I think that needs to be done in house. And and that's where I think it's worth it to hire somebody also with business development as a specific example, it is, 
um, tied directly to to revenue. So it's easy to, to justify doing that. And you can oftentimes hire salespeople or business development people um, with some sort of compensation tied to revenue. So it's a little less risky. Um, it becomes more difficult if you are trying to hire, like, for example, a social media manager. Um, that's tricky because that actually is pretty core to your business. Um, but it is not something where you can say, okay, if, if I hire this person, I'm going to generate $100,000 more in revenue. Like that doesn't, it's probably not directly linked. So that's a, that's a tough one. Um, so I think many people would, t- would tend to outsource that because you can get a contractor. But I think over time you find as you grow, as you get bigger, you find that actually that's a really important role to have in house. Cause I want to see that person every day. I want to strategize with that person. I want to come up with tactics together. I want them to be all in and living and breathing my business. And that is an important role to have in house. Um, you know, in one of our, my startups, Gloss 48, we had a whole blogger outreach strategy. And at the beginning we outsourced it and we hired a firm um, to, to spend, we spent, you know, a thousand bucks a month or something. And that firm did blogger outreach for us. And as we grew, we realized that that was like really important and we needed to do that ourselves. And so we actually split up that responsibility across the team. We didn't have one person dedicated to it, but we said, we have to take control over this because we have to drive it really, really hard. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a tough balance because I th- you, it's hard to make that commitment to bring someone in house, but sometimes it's really worth it. Well, I think that goes back to our previous episode where it's kind of like delegating and like letting certain things go because as you grow, kind of what you're saying is you just need to figure out how you want to let things go and, and where you want to put that in terms of in-house or outsourcing. And my other question is, have you seen people or have you experienced Uh, businesses that hire too early and then it's not like maybe it was a like it wasn't a good decision for them for sure and that it's so sad all around when that happens because you know well a bunch of things happen right like you either you have someone sitting there all day without a lot of work to do or you can't make payroll because you've overextended yourself um and that's it's sad for everybody because that person's got to go you're gonna have to let them go Um, I think, you know, when you're starting a business, you have to be really careful about who you bring in. And I think the more, I think using contractors makes a lot of sense, but, um, I do think, you know, I, I love the idea of having a partner in a business and, uh, maybe we'll get to that in the next episode, but I think that that, that finding a partner, is almost as important as having your first employee um, because it's really just having that other person who has, you know, maybe complementary skills to you. And it is super helpful when you're starting a business to have a a co-founder. Well, I think that that probably makes sense and we should cover that. Um, Thank you for all of this input because I think what I tend to do and I always come to jail for is when I'm thinking about taking a next step or have some idea, I do bounce it off of you. And I think it's important, you know, if you are thinking about hiring somebody or, and you don't know if it's the right time or if you have the compensation to talk to somebody about it. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. All right. Well, if you have any more questions for me or for Jill, let us know and we'll answer them. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo Shorts. Seated Shorts. Running Shorts. Board Shorts.